Let's turn in uh, the Scriptures to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. We'll read the whole chapter, verses 1 through 20. And beginning in God's, in, in God's Word, verse 1. These are His words. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my own son, in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions, rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart, and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside, turned aside unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me for that He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor, and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. <coughs> this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Howbeit, for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering, for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on Him to a life everlasting. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Those are God's words. Well, this uh, letter is a very personal one from Paul, the Apostle Paul to Timothy, serving as instructions for Pastor Timothy, and therefore to pastors and churches. And through verse 4, he gives the charge to not heed uh, fables 
and genealogies, which people were using uh, uh, doctrinally in the church, uh, falsely to prove various things, uh, but were false. Verse 5, it says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. He warns then of turning from that which we just read. They've swerved into vain jangling, like our confession says, or our larger catechism says, vain jangling. Uh, that is uh, foolish talking. And they became ignorant teachers, which he's warning against. They became ignorant teachers because they had forsaken God's law. And so when you forsake God's law, you will become an ignorant teacher or uh, an ignorant follower. And how so many uh, in the church have done this? And then verse 8, uh, he reminds us, but we know that the law is good. We know that the law is good. We love God's law for it reveals to us our sin, that we might turn to Christ because we have a need for Christ and be forgiven. And it reveals His perfect righteousness. And then by example through verse 16, Paul expresses his thankfulness to the Lord for his calling and the gospel in which Christ came into to the world to save sinners. And we have to ask the question, has he saved you? Has he saved you? Even the children, has he saved you? Some of you children are not paying attention. Has Jesus saved you? We have to ask the question. He then glorifies the Lord. Verse 17, charges Timothy again in verse 18, and yet warns of the great danger of any one of you making shipwreck of your faith. And so you might say, I, I am saved. I've been saved by Jesus Christ because uh, He has saved me by His death on the cross. He saved me from my sin. And yet there are some who say that, believe that, and yet at some point make shipwreck of their faith. And uh, examples are given here of two men who did this. And so this is very particular. He's not saying it's just an idea that could happen to keep you from turning away from Christ, but it's something that actually can happen. That they made shipwreck of their faith. Hymenaeus and Alexander. And these were excommunicated from the church because of their blasphemy. And so the encouragement here is to keep turning to Jesus Christ. Not just turn to Him one time, but to keep turning to Him every day and every moment and to go to His law, which teaches us uh, of our sins that we need to turn to Him from and also His perfect righteousness and who He is. That we would not be ignorant or be given over to fables and genealogies and whatever else things that could trip us to not trust in Christ all the more. And so turn, keep turning to Christ. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, we give you praise once again for your word. We're thankful that you teach us your ways and you warn us of the great dangers that we face every day as your covenant people. For we have known many who have broken covenant with you. Some are children. Some who have 
who are members here and made shipwreck of their faith and rebelled against you and uh, sought other things. Father, we pray that you would not allow that for any more of us. That you would grant to us strengthening of our faith, a love for your word, your law, for it is good, and a desire to follow after Christ all our days. And give, give us that desire and keep growing that desire to even teach, to teach others, teach our children, grandchildren, teach uh, members in the church, teach one another as we talk with one another in fellowship. And so grant us a, a greater love of your word and uh, keep us turning to Christ your son. There are many heirs in the church, there's many heirs outside of the church that Satan would love to use to turn us from You. But Father, we pray that we would not turn to them, but we would turn continually to the worship of God, to the ordinary means of grace that You've granted to us in the Word and sacraments and prayer, and uh, the fellowship of the body, and uh, You would grant us communion with Christ, Your Son. Father, there are many who have made shipwreck of their faith, and we do pray for them even now who are still living, that You would turn them back, You would cause them to be ashamed, even as we heard in Second Thessalonians. You would cause them to be shamed for their rebellion against You, and You would cause them to see how much they have lost by rebelling against You. And remind them of all the great things, the good things in your worship and your church. And that they would turn back in repentance and turn to Christ and be saved. Uh, Father, we do uh, pray this evening for uh, Audrey. She was not feeling well and her body this morning aching. I know that the last a couple weeks of pregnancy can be difficult, and so we ask that you would uphold her and strengthen her. And uh, uh, just as we heard last, I think we prayed last Lord's Day about the pain of, that women go through in pregnancy, and I pray that uh, she would be reminded of the, the curse upon man, upon woman, and uh, how great a Savior we have in Christ and how dreadful sin is, and the death, the, the consequences of sin are. And, uh, women have now ch- pain in childbirth. And so, Father, we pray that you would bless her, and, as well as the other women who have uh, children in the womb. And, uh, Father, we ask that you would grant her uh, peace uh, in her heart, and not allow her to be anxious as the day of delivery Lord willing, approaches. Father, we pray as well for Patty. You would grant her peace as well, knowing uh, the great joy that uh, her mom has uh, believed. And pray that you would fill that emptiness with your love and your grace to her and the rest of the family. Pray that you would uh, keep using these moments of family gatherings uh, with them and uh, many other families in this congregation to uh, 
be opportunities for the gospel to be proclaimed again. And uh, that salvation would uh, be had. That you would grant salvation to the children, the grandchildren of these who have rebelled against you. And uh, Father, we do pray as well uh, for our nation, that you would turn our nation from its wickedness. We know that our nation deserves judgments, the great judgments upon it, and even to be destroyed, to be no more a nation, to be taken over by another nation. And yet, Father, we pray that you would show mercy and that you would grant to your people your word still. And you would grant the great reformation in the church, revival of turning our hearts back to you, that you would be be so kind as to send your spirit and great power to work in the church so that the nation would hear also the gospel and believe. And we pray for all nations that they would covenant with Christ, including this one. And uh, Father, I pray for the San Antonio congregation that You would provide a minister for them uh, quickly. And as we heard this morning, we pray that as we know the laborers are few, we pray that You would raise up many more laborers uh, according to Your will. pray that You would raise up elders here and deacons and uh, future pastors and the godly husbands, godly wives from this congregation. And those who are single, we pray for them that You would provide spouses for them, godly spouses who love You and who desire to follow You at every step along the rest of their lives. And that they would, in their marriages, image forth Christ in the church. And so now even as we are the church, Father, we love Christ, our beloved Give us a greater desire for Him. Even as we hear of Him this evening, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.